Polynesian Paralysis Podcast, Episode 32. In the last episode of the Polynesian Paralysis Podcast, we looked at an article from the November 1991 edition of the Honolulu Weekly Newspaper. The article, titled Hiding Behind the Aloha Spirit, was written by journalist Derek Davies. After spending more than 25 years as the editor of the Far Eastern Economic Review, Davies spent a year in Hawaii and admits to experiencing Polynesian paralysis and being happy most days. Today we look at the book Maui Bound, published in 1991. This 132-page hardback book is much more than your typical coffee table book. Maui Bound embodies a rich, timeless energy that can only be found on Maui, a state of mind that captures the spiritual ties to nature, the land, and the families of old Maui, as well as the glossy, sophisticated excitement of the new. Author Tom Stevens weaves a tale of an island that has always been considered special, ever since the legendary god Maui pulled its double humps of land from the sea. This book takes you on a journey around the island from high atop Mount Haleakala through the cool upcountry. You'll experience the slow pace of life in the town of Hana while you take the 52-mile pilgrimage past the incredible beauty of cascading waterfalls, jungled ridges, and valleys plunging to the wave-dashed coast. This book explores the mysteries of Maui's undersea wonderland and combs the beaches that continue to be sought by royalty and just plain folks alike. Pictures in this book includes Maui's newest segment of ever-growing population of artists who are attracted not only by the freedom of the tropical lifestyle and the soft, balmy air, but by the brilliant colors of cane, ocean, red earth, blooming foliage, and the unlimited array of cultural mixes found in the faces of Maui's people. This book will gently touch you with nostalgia of the past, share with the author's boundless enthusiasm for the Maui of the early 1990s, and issue a word of caution for the future. Maui is a fragile ecosystem, and all who are truly bound to Maui join in the challenge of maintaining the delicate balance between its elements of new and old. More than 30 people contributed to this book, mostly photographers who shared their remarkable images of life in Maui in the early 1990s. The author begins by asking the question, what makes Maui special? Visitors who stay only briefly speak of the island's stunning beauty, mild weather, or plush accommodations. But those who stay longer speak of the warmth and goodwill of Maui's people because the island has always chosen givers over takers, sharers over hoarders, and the kind gesture over the proud boast. Add laughter, music, and love of life, and you have a legacy worthy of a demigod. On the island of Maui, people learn to live with nature and each other. The first chapter of the book describes two mountains of Maui, the 10,000-foot Haleakala Crater to the south, and the older West Maui Mountains to the north. It's worth noting that the pictures of the Haleakala Crater and the Sliding Sands Trail into the crater, found on pages 12 and 13, could have been taken yesterday. Little has changed over the past 40 years. 
The picture of the town of Makawai on page 25 is also very similar to the town today, only you might see more cars. Chapter 2 takes you on the road to Hana, a journey not for the faint of heart, nor for those in a hurry. Although it's only about 50 miles from Kahului to Hana, the twisty road includes more than 500 hairpin turns across more than 50 narrow one-lane bridges, some more than 100 years old. Allow three hours for this journey as you will want to stop along the way to take in the spectacular scenery which includes cascading waterfalls, deep ravines, and breathtaking views of the ocean. Hana is a state of mind more than a destination. Enjoy the journey. If you plan to continue past Hana along the coast on the south side of the island, be prepared for another 50 or so miles of rough roads until you make your way back to Kula, the upcountry, and then back into Kahului. Some rental car companies do not allow their cars to be driven past Hana. Chapter 3 begins on page 43 and is titled Maui Style. Long before Maui became a household word, before the rock stars moved in, before the celebrity golf courses and tennis tournaments, the island had something special, something that continues to set it apart from all the splash and dazzle. They call it Maui style. It's a combination of heritage, hard work, and sly good humor. When the people of Maui greet each other, they do so with respect and warmth of long association. Maui style means taking important things seriously, such as family, friendship, food, livelihood, and letting other things go. Chapter 4 begins on page 61 and is titled Seaborne. The Pacific Ocean, which surrounds Maui, holds an amazing range of sea creatures, from the reef fish, moray eels, octopus, turtles, monk seals, and sharks. During the winter months, giant 40-ton humpback whales arrive to enjoy the warm waters surrounding Maui. These amazing creatures launch themselves into the air and pound the surface with their massive flukes. Visitors might view the mountains of Maui as separate from the surrounding oceans, but the people of Maui know that the land and sea are connected in an intricate web of life. Chapter 5 begins on page 77 and is titled To the Valleys. This chapter describes the amazing valleys found in the West Maui Mountains. It rains a lot in the West Maui Mountains, over 400 inches a year. That's more than an inch a day on average. The famous Io Valley has steep eroded cliffs from the many streams and waterfalls flowing toward the ocean. Much of the forest lands in the West Maui Mountains is too steep for farming and remains protected in the West Maui natural areas. There are several great hikes in the West Maui Mountains, but some areas are protected and off-limits to locals and visitors. Chapter 6 begins on page 91 and is titled A Royal Playground. It's in this chapter we find the mention of Polynesian paralysis. Of all Maui's historic communities, there is none so prominent as Lahaina, whose pleasing weather and broad sheltering lee make it a favorite of Hawaiian chiefs and royalty as far back as the 15th century. Hawaii's great ruler, Kamehameha I, built a brick palace in Lahaina in 1802. Unfortunately, the palace no longer exists, but several other buildings in Lahaina built in the early 1800s have been restored, including hospitals, schools, and churches. 
The Jodo Mission in Lahaina boasts the largest Buddha outside of Japan, weighing in at 7,000 pounds, that's three and a half tons, and standing, or sitting, more than 12 feet tall, and cast out of copper and bronze in Kyoto, Japan, in the late 1960s. At the bottom of page 94, the author states, There is more than enough happening on this island to burst the Polynesian paralysis picture for all time. These days, the thing most tourists need after a vacation on Maui is a vacation. I would agree there's a lot to do and see on Maui, but if you don't take some time to be still, relax, enjoy life, and appreciate nature while in Maui, then you might have missed the best part of your visit. Chapter 7 begins on page 105 and is titled, Through the Artist's Eye. Maui has become known as an international art mecca. Islanders have always had a rich crafts heritage and an appreciation for beauty. The Hawaiians believe that the creative expression of any art form was guided by Aka, the spirit, and the artisans were considered holy people. The process of creating art, therefore, imbued both the art and its creator with mana, or spiritual powers. Before the arrival of outsiders in the 1700s, the people of Maui considered art to include clothing, baskets, mats, carving, dances, such as the hula, songs, and chants. Fortunately, these historic Hawaiian art forms are being revitalized. Some of the most impressive Hawaiian art, and the rarest, are the carvings of Hawaiian gods found in ancient temples. Hawaiians are also known for making beautiful robes or royal capes, which included thousands of bird feathers. Some of these items would take years to complete. The Maui Community Arts and Cultural Center in Kahului opened in 1994 as a culmination of a long-standing dream of Maui residents to build a world-class gathering place for artists. Now known as the MAC, this center has been described as the artistic and educational heart of an entire community and Maui's entertainment and arts crown jewel. The final chapter begins on page 117 and is titled A Delicate Balance. The islands of Hawaii, including Maui, generally have mild temperatures, abundant rainfall, and many microclimates. As some of the most isolated islands on the planet, the plants and animals in Hawaii existed for thousands of years without the cross-fertilization process that led to homogeneity elsewhere on Earth. Instead, Hawaii developed plants and animals into distinct new species suited to the island's volcanic soils, terrain, and weather patterns. The amazing silver swords that only grow on the Haleakala Crater and on the Big Island are among the best examples of a unique plant species only found in Hawaii. An example of a unique animal species only found in Hawaii is the nini goose, the Hawaiian state bird. Unfortunately, Hawaii is now considered the endangered species capital of the world. In 1991, 72% of all plant and animal extinctions recorded in the U.S. occurred in Hawaii. That same year, 15 plant species were added to the list by the federal government. The first people to arrive in Hawaii from Polynesia brought with them bananas, taro, and yam, along with dogs and pigs. When the people of Europe, Asia, and America arrived in the 1700s, they brought other plants and animals, insects, and birds, 
which further altered the fragile ecosystems of Hawaii and continues to this day. Maui faces a world-class environmental challenge, but work is being done and progress is being made to slow the damage. Maui serves as an example for the embattled environments everywhere, a fitting role for a special land where the people draw memory, custom, and knowledge and vision from the land. For more information about Polynesian paralysis, please visit rxaloha.com. In the next episode of the Polynesian Paralysis Podcast, we look at the book Surfinary, a dictionary of surfing terms and surf speak, compiled and edited by Trevor Crowley and published in 1991. Until then, we hope that you'll take some time each day to be still, relax, appreciate nature, and enjoy life. Enjoy Polynesian Paralysis, the sensible approach to mindfulness.